views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. All right, welcome to Culture Insanity. This is a show where we discuss the things that are happening in popular culture and how it connects to a Christian worldview. This is James. He's a pastor at Alethe Bible Fellowship, and he is taking over for Pastor Adam, who sadly has left us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, I'm kidding. He hasn't left us. He's uh, pursuing other things in his ministry. You can actually check him out on a, I guess you'd call it a sister show, The Bible with Pastor Adam. It's for kids. Um, and he's working through that, getting all of his, uh, all the, all the Bible stories out there for kiddos. So that's available on the VRN. Um, in the meantime, we are left running the ship. I am Pastor Josh. If you recall, I was around for seasons one and two, I think, of this show. And uh, this is season five of Culture Insanity. So we're going to do things a little bit differently uh, for this show. We're going to use the the television back here a little more. And um, we're going to try to follow a little bit different format. We're going to talk about, still talk about stories, like what's going on in the news, what's happening. Um, But we're also going to take a look at what's trending so, <laughs> and we're gonna look at it in real time, so that could be pretty interesting. Um, we might do some movie reviews, we might do maybe even some Trivial Pursuit we have back here. Uh, I don't know if you can actually see it, but it's right there. Yes. And uh, yeah, and then we're also going to ask some questions of the culture. As always, this is a conversation, so um, why don't we get started with James telling us a little bit about himself and why he feels qualified to talk about culture. <laughs> why I feel qualified? I, yeah, why, why are you on the show, James? <clears throat> I am, uh, yeah, I'm on the show uh, because uh, obviously I've lived in the culture for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is that a qualification? Sure. Right? Okay. Um, and uh, I do my, uh, well, I do my best to, to keep track of uh, as much stuff as going on as, as possible through you know all the all the data that we have thrown at us on a regular basis. So I've got a, an extensive reading list, let's say, that takes up a, a large portion of every day. Um, and so what would you say is your preferred area of pop culture, like the area of pop culture that you deal with the most, like that you uh, gravitate toward? We all have our thing. Like I love comic books and movies and pretty much every area of pop culture. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, what's yours? Well, actually, uh, I find myself, uh, uh, especially right now, still drawn back to those uh, favorites of uh, my youth. Uh, so, uh, you know, rewatching some of the old anime that I watched when I was young. Okay. Uh, a lot of the, the science fiction stuff. So, uh, rewatching things like, you know, Star Trek and, and you know, Star Wars and the, the sci fi fantasy stuff, primarily. Anything that uh, that tickles that uh, that far flung future with uh, technology between the stars is great. And are you just so that we can get on the record with this? Yes. Are, are you a Star Wars person, a Star Trek person, 
<laughs> what's your what's I, your I think thoughts? I think they both uh, have their place. I'd have to say um, that uh, Star Trek has actually impacted the uh, the world in in much um, in a much more real way. You see some of the technologies that we have available now that were almost you know basically pioneered um, on the show coming mm-hmm. to, to real life so it it definitely has uh, had I think more of a, a impact on things that we use on a regular basis and where the technologies are headed and the things that we're pushing for technology wise uh, Star Wars uh, has its place it's a great uh, great story um, great uh, sci-fi fantasy um, so it, uh, it it tickles that imagination and the Seeking to you know escape from what may be you know, a reality. Um, I'm still waiting for a, an actual fun- fully functional lightsaber. I did watch Truth Time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right here on. The I didn't get a chance to look at to look into that. Did you? Yes, it lasts for 30 seconds. It's basically a plasma arc, and then it just comes back down comes because back down. Yeah. yeah, so, so it's, it's not sustained. No, the the guy was talking about because there's. Uh, I told Pastor Monty that's not real. Right. The the. He was talking about if there was a fight, because there's also a lightsaber that's basically just a plasma rod that, right. that you know heats up. He said uh, he he'd ha- the guy who invented the one that just the 30 second plasma arc said the fight would have to be over really quick because I've only got 30 seconds. So okay, uh, okay. Well, with that said, let's uh, let's jump into it. So there's a couple stories going on. The big story that is being talked about that's kind of affecting the culture at the moment is this story about Neil Young, basically. Um, and let me pull that up here. If we can get it up there. <coughs> now there's a little banner ad here. But yeah, there's Neil Young and Joe Rogan. You want to frame that conversation there, James? Yeah, certainly. So uh, Neil Young has uh, – he put forth a, a letter, an open letter to his manager, uh, basically saying that uh, he was going to remove uh, or wanted Spotify to remove his music uh, or remove uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, they just did a, a deal, like a $100 million uh, deals to be the exclusive distributor of Joe Rogan's podca- podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he basically went to bat saying, you can either have Young or you can have Joe. Right. Uh, he then retracted that letter, uh, but Spotify still took action. And from what I understand, uh, since they removed uh, Neil's music, uh, their customer service line has been ringing off the hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't keep up with uh, with the number of calls complaining about the move that they made in L.A. What's that line in Sweet Home Alabama? It's like, I hope – it's Neil Young, right, that they're referencing in that? I hope Neil Young – I'm going to have to look that up. Um, anyway, okay, so how do we, how do we, how do we have this conversation, um, in regard to, how does this connect to theology? This is the big question that, that matters, or maybe not theology, but Christian living. And what's the, what's the deeper conversation we want to have here? I think you really need to look at, uh, how it is that we operate in the world and how it is that we use, uh, whatever, you know, influence that we There's also, you know, aspects of greed and, you know, largesse and 
the the um, the feeling of self-importance necessarily to be able to ut utilize your your platform in in that regard. So how is it that we wisely use our influence on things? How is it that we uh, seek to um, educate people? How it is that we um, filter what it is that we take in? Even yeah, okay. Um, so to, to so to start with, uh, let's go back to Sweet Home Alabama. Okay, <laughs> found it. I just looked it up. It's straight on Wikipedia. So there's a controversy for Sweet Home Alabama. It was written in an answer to two songs by Neil Young, Southern Man and Alabama, because the songs took the entire South to task for the bloody history of slavery and its aftermath. It says, we thought Neil was shooting all the ducks in order to kill just one or two, said Ronnie Van Zant at the time. Um, the line is, well, I heard Mr. Young sing about her while well, I heard old Neil put her down. I hope Neil Young will remember a Southern man don't need him around. Ah. So <laughs> Neil Young is not um, without controversy <laughs> throughout, throughout time. And one of our like, most famous rock songs uh, you know, speaks about him. Um, so yeah, I guess the question is, what do we think about this? What do we think about the fact that this guy right here is pulling off his music from Spotify because of this guy right here? In other words, you've got, in my mind, when I frame it, it you arguably have two artists, right? Now, one is, one is a commentator um, without rhyme, right? Well, yeah. But, but when we go back to it, Neil Young is a commentator and the sweet home alabama thing like it illustrates it perfectly right and he actually believes that his music should um he believes that his music should compete in that space and he sees joe rogan as competition for that right so i guess the question is is that is that valid what do you think well i guess it just really uh i mean does it come down to whether or not you feel threatened by you know what else is is going on is that is that where you were going with that kind of thing or well i'm just wondering is it is it valid for him to to feel threatened in the first place should music just be perceived as music and not be perceived as commentary so that's i guess the first question yeah. of that and then the second question is is the stage only allowed one type of uh, one type of commentary. Like, is freedom of speech? Um, I guess it comes down to censorship. Yeah, uh, I mean, to a certain degree. I mean, you're literally just talking about the platform that it's delivered on. Um, you can still catch Neil Young on all the other platforms. Right. In, in fact, Apple. Yeah. Apple released a, a promo. Right. Like saying the that they're the, the place for Neil Young. Yeah, the, the home for Neil Young there. Um, but uh, I think, you know, music has always been seen or, or been utilized as a platform to get a message across, uh, a platform to communicate ideas, to even shape culture, uh, to, you know, start revolutions, to sustain them. You know, mm -hmm. every, everything marches to an anthem, and that anthem comes from whatever, you know, whatever artist it is that you identify with and what their work is that they produce. Mm -hmm. You can definitely see his uh, his belief system in in a supreme a supremeness of a, a creator that's there 
um, you know, and wanting to get back to the 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 natural creation and and that type of thing in his thoughts. He's more like a I don't know a creation naturalist or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. More nature based. More nature based. Getting back to a oneness with the universe and, and that type of thing. Wait, are we talking about Neil Young or Neil, Neil Young? Yeah, because I was going to say I think Joe Rogan is kind of similar. Similar. Yeah. Similar in in that he's uh, you know Joe Rogan looks at uh, all the the different uh, religions and takes from them what he thinks is good about them mm-hmm. and you know pushes away the stuff that that he feels is bad, which is usually just what. The people who uh, say that they're uh, say that they're Buddhist, say that they're Christians, what, and he, he throws the the negative aspects of what they show uh, in their everyday lives and how it matches up. So he he looks at a a big picture of what he actually sees as an example of those things. So Spotify has 172 million premium subscribers, which is up from 144 million in. 2020 so it's it's gone uh, you know quite mm-hmm. a bit and that doesn't include the free users um or just users mm-hmm. who <laughs> who access it so that's that's a huge that's a huge amount of people i know that pastor james and i both use spotify as well so it is of importance um does that affect does this controversy affect your thoughts on um you know subscribing it doesn't have, it doesn't affect uh my thoughts on you know subscribing uh, i understand that when i subscribe to spotify i am basically opening myself up to whatever it is that they choose to provide content wise mm-hmm. and so i personally am the person who is going to select what it is that i listen to what i don't listen to what i i take stock in what i don't take stock in um, i'm not uh i'm not under the the disillusion that uh, that they have uh, me and what it is that I'm taking in as their best interest. They have in their best interest what it is that they can, you know, advertise to me. What it is they can, you know, make money off of me for. I'm I'm their product, really. When it comes down to it, what do we think about the? What do you think about the concept of canceling a platform? Yeah, I don't. Like that's that's essentially yeah. what's going on here, right? There's it, an attempt, yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm thinking in, into politics. You've got, you know, um, Biden and Trump, right? And they're used, <laughs> they're used to cancel each other's platforms out. You know, the Republicans are all summed up in in Trump, and vi- vice versa, right? And is that is that a valid way to look at? At the platform, is it really a conversation of um, <laughs> Spotify is now th- either run by uh, Neil Young or it's run by Joe Rogan? And is that what it amounts to if Spotify completely caves to this? Is that what it becomes? It's now Neil Young's network. What do you think about that? I think that we. I don't know. Uh, my thought immediately goes to how dangerous uh, it is for us to, you know, silence all the other voices except for the ones we specifically want to hear. Yeah. You know, um, there's there's a reason reason that there's uh, freedom of speech. Um, I'm thinking also of like uh, uh, Google 
just went through this thing where they may have to censor some of their results just because they may lead to sites that, you know, other people wouldn't want to go to. Or, um, I'd right. have to look up the, the exact story. But uh, this idea that uh, um, these people that aren't uh, creating, they're just providing a platform for creators to get their right. information out, uh, why would they be responsible for what people are using their platform for? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm the one that needs to make the conscious decision whether or not I'm going to partake in this. That's, that's really me at work instead of just expecting what, uh, what I want to be spoon-fed to me um, by, you know, particular things. I don't think that we should be canceling a platform just because we don't agree with some of the content that that platform has personally. Yeah, especially one that is set up for diversity that way. Yeah, I mean, there's it's one, it's like one thing if the platform yeah. has a moral, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, if it sets itself up yes. as the that moral voice, then it has a responsibility to live up to mm -hmm. what it's it's you know saying. Hey, this is what I am. But uh, Spotify is literally just I'm a platform. Come use me, right? Right. Um, and you have numerous artists uh, all all across uh, different uh, fields of, of music and podcasts and you know information that's available on that platform and you can you can pick and choose and search and you know take hold of what it is that you want and discard what uh, what doesn't speak to you what you don't want to listen to yeah yeah, Adam Kunkel, uh, former host, is gone but not forgotten. He's <laughs> hard at work posting right now. Adam, why aren't you with us? <laughs> You're just I'm, we can get up a third mic. and Yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, let's see. We could call him in. Um, he says, if the stage is only allowed one type of commentary, please don't let it be Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. Yes, the Southern Apparently. boys don't need him around. No, um, not a big fan. Let's see. I... He also posted that the sound seems real low, so hopefully they're working on that. Sounds great in our headphones. Yes, well, I believe that is something that they're working on, Josh. I, I okay. think I saw something. That okay. I can't see that because I can't actually see our studio monitors at the moment. But anyway, uh, he says, with all due respect to Neil Young, he's in a losing battle with a modern cultural juggernaut. And in a him or me battle with Joe Rogan, he'll lose 10 times out of 10. Rogan has surpassed all major news networks in average viewership. New York is only trying to hop on the cancel cancel Joe Rogan train for the guy. No, not New York. <laughs> he <laughs> says Neil NY. Young. Neil, Neil Young. Young. Neil Young is only trying to hop on the cancel Joe Rogan train for the guy trying to hold open discourses on hot topics. Lame. He put with like multiple A's. Um, kudos to Spotify for standing their ground. Yeah, I wonder how long Spotify is going to stand their ground, especially because now you have some people jumping on his bandwagon and understanding that they can use it as a platform. Mm -hmm. um, Joni Mitchell is another one, which is interesting. She comes from that era, same era as Neil Young. Um, well, it's a it's an activist era, right? I mean, right? Yeah, the, they they are the uh, the quote unquote hippie culture, the mm -hmm. the ones that move for revolution and for change, and that that permeates even the art that they've produced right uh, during those periods. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In looking at this, it's an interesting conversation. I'm not sure how much it connects to our faith really. Um, other than, other than just going back to the idea of cancel culture and people going, getting up in arms about the, 
getting up in arms about how something is used, but they're really misusing it. And the truth is, is that Spotify, like YouTube, like um, even Facebook, um, these things are platforms that are that have a diversity of content. So it's it is it is one thing if if you started with a position and then all of a sudden you change, you know. And I get it if if it was the activist platform. Well, that's not even true though. No. The concert. Well, that he's not even Neil Young was not considered conservative. No. That's funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny because this is a. Joe Rogan, even though he is considered conservative, him and Neil Young like are come from similar yeah. types of, of so views. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Adam says, right. An aged out relevance, Neil Young may be easy to shrug. What happens when, say, Ed Sheeran or something tries the same type of threat against Spotify? What will their resolve be? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and I just want to throw out there, Adam's just talking in the chats. Um, the rest of you are able to talk in the chats too, <laughs> if you want. If you want to join the discussion, um, we are monitoring the chats as well. So, um, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not really sure if we should be getting all up in arms about it. There is something to be said for the fact that these things are machines too. And if you want, if you actually want to support an artist, there's many ways to do so. Absolutely. Spotify is not um, is not a, a great generator unless a generator for revenue, un unless you have a lot, uh, like a ton of streams. I guess Neil Young somehow connects to that because I guess he's very popular. Um, popular enough to crash the customer service at Spotify with yeah. his followers. So yeah, although I do think it's a good point that his listeners are probably from a generation who would do that. I don't know that people would do that in a, in a, in the newer generations. I, well, I, I gotta be honest. I, I mean, I guess technically I could kind of identify with that, but I'm not going to spend my time calling customer service for Spotify. I'll just go over to the next platform right. that has it available and start right. listening to it there. Right. Um, okay. So anyway, we can, uh, we can move on from that topic. Um, yeah, if you guys have thoughts or you want to comment more on it, let us know, and we will talk more about it. Um, and we'll be interested to see what begins to happen with that platform. Um, <laughs> wow. Adam just called you out. <laughs> he says, James, don't tiptoe around it. You're old. Um, and, then a, and then a heart. I don't believe I tiptoed, though. I, <laughs> I, I self-identified. Right, you self-identified. I did. Yes. Uh, okay. In the meantime, we are going to switch gears a little bit here, uh, and we're going to take a look at some what's trending right now, what's, what's happening virally, um, which seems like the wrong type of verbiage to use in this culture. You know, with Oh, with the pandemic? With, <laughs> with COVID, yeah. But, yeah. So we're going to switch over and get out of this Neil Young story. It's not really that big a deal. And we're going to talk about what's trending. Cue the music. <laughs> ah, nice. You were able to pivot. I, I was just joking because we don't have music for that. So they were able to do that. Uh, okay. So I'm sure you can't see this on the screen. Um, but we just – oh, yeah, you can kind of see. Mom goes viral for celebrating your kid's birthday on – 
the wrong day. Um, <coughs> so we're looking at the culture, and we're just going to kind of scroll through these and pick one. James, why don't you stop us on something that seems interesting? Let's see. Oh, yeah, here's this one. I saw this one last night. Let's take a look at this. This is the sleepy chicken. Oh, sleepy chicken. This, uh, yeah, I heard about this uh, probably about a month ago. It's a new TikTok trend. Uh, let's see. Okay. chicken okay so why sleepy chicken well, i think it's uh continuing a trend of uh hey can i do this yeah probably mm. talk to me more about that <laughs> well the the idea of hey have you ever thought of doing this uh taken to the extreme right uh, especially when it comes to like cold medicine specifically. I mean, cold medicine has been um, an easy way for uh, people to to you know overdose on stuff to um, you know get high. Mm -hmm. That type of, of aspect. What if I combine that possibility with food that I would eat you know eat on a regular basis? I guess I right. Don't know. Well, is this a, is this going back to Tide Pods? I. I I don't know if it does. I know that that uh, the the story referenced Tide Pods, um, which uh, you know do have it. Well, it does have blue, I think, or it's kind of more of a deep purple. Mm. I don't know if that's related. Um, I I think it's just uh, more in the long line of those that challenge mentality. Type yeah. Of thing. Yeah. I wonder how. I wonder if Sleepy Chicken becomes a. <laughs> I don't know why we're even talking about <laughs> Sleepy Chicken, but I wonder if Sleepy Chicken becomes a a point of. Um, delicacy oh like wow. it's something like people order a sleepy chicken or it's like or is this something that people are just doing like a one-time thing just to say i did it and then they post it and then they've got their you know two seconds of fame or whatever yeah, i like I the ice bucket challenge like the, the well that was supposed to the ice bucket challenge it was, was for supposed a reason. to have a reason you're right you're right it, it was wasn't just so people could get cold yeah but, that's true um but there there's nothing specific tied to this you know challenge uh, at all if it is a challenge I, I don't know that it is and i hope not um, but uh i'm not sure the the purpose of cooking your your chicken in anything other than well i wouldn't boil chicken to begin with that's just bland yeah i mean it depends on what you're boiling it in i suppose if it's nyquil it's probably not bland is this a good time to buy stock in nyquil i, I don't <laughs> I don't play the market that much. I got to be honest. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on. Um, but well, before we move on, I think your point uh, is probably a good one. Um, my microphone's real tight here. Um, <coughs> I think your point's probably a good one. It goes back 
to people not thinking through things and people wanting to be impulsive and rebel and go against what makes sense and well, go for what they can do. Right. Well, you have this uh, you have this idea permeated that you know um, they've taken the the you know YOLO you only right. live once, mm -hmm. right? So. Uh, what is it that we can do? How is it that we can, you know, change our narrative so it doesn't uh, appear the the same old boring that uh, you know our parents experience or they show? Or um, what can we do to to set ourselves apart or to experience that uh, that adrenaline rush? And I mean, I, I'm assuming there's some type of rush that's associated with taking Nyquil in chicken. All right, so let's let's yeah, I'm sure there is. Okay, uh, it looks like maybe Adam posted in the comments section about what doctors were saying. Okay, but let's take a look at this. So this is the next one. It is an employee swiftly shuts down manager after asking if they would come in on their day off, which sparks debate on TikTok, another platform that is so profoundly useful. Um, okay, so let's see. Okay, here we go. I just want to warn you guys. We're This is... We don't know if these things have like cuss words or or what they're showing, but um, this is what's trending, so it's relevant for us. So here we go. So there you have it. That is trending for whatever <laughs> for whatever reason. Let's see. An employee is asked to come in on their day off. Day by let's see, uh, come in on their day off by their manager. That's a common thing. Right. To which the employee quickly shuts down and then hangs up. Some of the comments felt that the manager was trying to guilt trip the employee, saying that they were short staffed and could really use their help. Before the manager could ask again, the employee tells him no, tells him to have a nice day, cuts off the manager mid speech before they can say anything else. And then promptly says, let's go to Target. <laughs> um, it has 350,000 likes and over 4,000 comments. And there's a conversation about managers working extra shifts, if you should pick up your boss. Um, some were of the opinion that the employee was kind for even answering the phone call. Um, uh, some people felt that his abruptness as an employee should be normalized, that people should be able to say no. What do we think about this? Um, and specifically as Christians, like, what do we think about this? I mean, uh, the first thing that comes to mind for me, uh, I've probably been that manager on the phone at one point in I time. I know I have. I definitely yeah. have. Um, uh, you know, I don't know if that disqualifies me from, you know, answering in, in regards to it, what the employee did was correct or not. The employee has the opportunity to say, no, I don't want to come in on my day off. That's, I mean... Right. I'm calling them because I'm in need of that. If they're not going to do that, that's fine. Mm -hmm. It depends on if there's any repercussions that the manager tries to pull because of it. That's where the issue would come in for me. But there's this huge, uh, huge trend right now about, uh, well, it used to be called anti-work up until last week when there was a weird interview. But um, this uh, idea that, uh, you know, uh, your employer is... Uh, greedy and they want everything from you and you need 
to do whatever you can to to fight against them type of thing it's it's almost uh, reminiscent of uh you know the call for unions back in, mm. in the day type of thing you know yeah what's so what's the christian perspective on something like this should we be applauding the employee's behavior should we be looking down on the manager's behavior should we be applauding the manager's behavior I, i'll just throw out there as as a manager currently and before uh, before i was a pastor like th- that's what you are supposed to do right I mean, all you can do is ask and i agree with james it's you know if you're coercive or something like that or you or there's repercussions for it that's a problem Yes, but is a manager not supposed to uh, try to manage his ship well when something is sinking? Absolutely. Should he not be communicative with his employees? Is that guilting? Um, is that shaming them? Is that does that even become gaslighting? Uh, are we are we so um, are we so broken as a culture that we are unable to um, even accept when somebody? asks asks for help you know right yeah so i i don't have a problem with people uh saying no that they can't work on their day that's not the expectation that if uh, as a manager if i call you you're going to be there you know um the expectation is that if you're available and you want to work then you know you come in and, and help out yeah that's but I can't speak to what that manager's expectation was, or uh, even if that manager is a good manager, right? Or Where, but that's that's not what uh, people are are worried about anymore, right? It's right. that uh, that momentary flash, and in that momentary flash, you supposedly have a picture of the entire interaction or the entire life of those people, and uh, I think that's that's where uh, culture is really ingrained itself, and that's a dangerous, dangerous place, uh, especially for um for christians yeah you know to make those flash judgments based off of you know 30 seconds of a video that seem to portray things a specific way perspective is a huge huge deal well the other thing that i'll throw out there is that there should be um not just work ethic amongst believers but there should be a goodwill toward um your boss, the company that you work for, these things that provide for you. Uh, if you don't, and if you don't want to just be seen as a cog in the machine, then you shouldn't treat the machine as if it is just a machine, right? Right. So there's a, there's a certain level of thankfulness. And um, the thing that I didn't like about that video, it, it's not so much that he shut the manager down or that the manager asked. It's the way in which the shutting down occurred, which was completely removed from any sort of like um, concern for the well-being of the company that he works for or for the manager, it was completely apersonal. And that's that's what I take issue with. And as a Christian, that's what I would take issue with. Well, definitely. Uh, there's, uh, But there, that's the, the thought of the day, right? I do the work because it gives me money, and other than that, I don't care. And yeah. as, as Christians, that's, you know, that's not – we're not supposed to do things without thought and without meaning and without, you know, um, you know, direction as to what we're doing. We've made a contract with the employer that we're going to be available and to work for them and to do our best for them. Uh, so we should take some type of care for that. Even if you don't like your job, um, you that doesn't it shouldn't affect the way that you you work it. Right. 
Right. Uh, in the comments, Tiffany Perry, one of our interns here, says there's a bunch of challenges out there for status and breakout into doing whatever you want. People like to watch and be a part of something, even if it's their death. And then Adam Kunkel says, I bet Jamie Tart would do it. That is a reference to uh, that one show, Ted Lasso. Adam's on a Ted Lasso kick right now. Oh you should okay. watch it if you can. It's delightful. Um, okay. <laughs> so let's, let's move on to the next one. Uh, okay. Um, this, could be, this could be interesting. TikToker goes viral for sharing her dating trick. Is it a red flag or a savage move? You decide. Okay, let's <laughs> let's see what happens here. Is the video available? Yeah, it is. Okay. Just warning you guys, we don't know what this video says. All right, why is that? <laughs> why is that viral? That's what she four million views. Wow, the video has over four million views. That's how many subscribers took issue with <laughs> the going back to the Neil Young story. <laughs> four million views to talk about this. Okay, so so basically, all it is is that she has the bartender send her a shot as if. It was from a customer. That way, the guy thinks – I assume a guy. It could be a girl, I it guess. It didn't specify. Uh, that, that way, her, her potential suitors think that she's being pursued. What do you think about that? Uh, what do you think about that, first of all, the morality of it, and then second of all, that it's a viral thing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to think about that. I got to be honest with you. It's uh, part of me – Part of me is uh, worried about uh, her feeling of self-worth that she feels that she yeah. needs to do that uh, in order to, um, you know, keep the, the interest of the person that she's supposedly, you know, on a date with. Right. Uh, why, why is that necessary for her to have them, you know, I don't I, I guess essentially feel threatened for her affections in that way or something? Right. Is that something that she's thriving on? Yeah, I think that that. I think that that's probably true, and it's also the reason why it has so many views is because other people can relate to it, right? Where it's like they they feel the same thing, and so um, why is that? Well, they're they're seeking for value, John. Right. Yes, I of course have insight into that, <laughs> but I'm trying to generate discussion. <laughs> Um, oh, why does anybody seek for extra value from their relationships with uh, other people and, you know, even what they can accomplish and, you know, their status? Yep. 
Okay, uh, going back to the last one, John oh. Parker. John Parker commented, "I feel the same way, Josh. Also, their counter after should be go to Target. Further taxing an already short-staffed store." <laughs> the manager asked if the guy would work. He said, "No, that should be the end of the story." Um, yeah, agreed. Um, why it's viral? Oh. I don't know. Okay, so going back to uh, to that user. Um, yeah, it's just sad. Uh, do we think it's amoral for her to have them send a um, have them like? Is it is it lying? Uh, well, yeah. There's there's deception that's in, ingrained in that. This deception of look at me, I must be so high value that mm-hmm. other people are interested in me. So, you know, I guess it's almost daring the the date to to make sure that they make a move and and realize the prize all right let's jump ahead to uh this one this is carhartt which is a clothing brand apparently announced that they will still mandate vaccinations for employees and some people are not having it this is a trending story right now um to give you a background on it the supreme court decided thankfully that it is outside of the jurisdiction of the government to demand that business, small businesses make their employees be vaccinated. Uh, and so even though a lot of people were going to put that into place, they decided, oh, they decided not to. The Supreme Court decided that wasn't okay or interpreted that wasn't okay. And so now a lot of businesses are kind of pulling back from that. And some people are um, angry about that. Would you? That's that's basically how that, you that's, say it. That's that's a summarized version, definitely. All right. So here's what it says. It says in a recent email sent from Carhartt to its employees, employees, the company maintains that even despite the recent Supreme Court decision that blocked Biden's enforcing vaccinations or weekly tests, they would still be requiring vaccinations. In the letter, they note that they value employee safety and health, and that an unvaccinated workforce is both a people and business risk that our company is unwilling to take. When the letter was released to Twitter, there was certainly a divide amongst opinions on Twitter. <laughs> I I got to be honest. I don't understand this need to put out your company business on Twitter. On Twitter. You know, I have a Twitter account. You can follow it. I don't know what it's called. Um, <laughs> I think it's maybe Josh May's you, art. Did, but did you, I got banned from Twitter. You got banned? Well, or what? Well, I got, I got hacked. You, back in the day, oh, back yes. in the day, I had my Tumblr. Right, Tumblr. Auto post. Yes. To both Facebook and Twitter. Okay. And uh, I woke up one morning to uh, some links being sent uh-huh. in the middle of the night to mm-hmm. some type of, of porn site. Okay. And they they took me down for uh, for lewd content sharing. Interesting. And that are you that for point. life banned? Uh, well, I that. That particular uh, that particular Twitter Twitter, Twitter account ha- account is I, I can't I can't access it I can't use it or, or whatever I just interesting ha- haven't bothered to create a new one. <laughs> well, uh, yes, yeah. So I, I I know it sounds sensational to say I got banned from Twitter, but uh, it's not because of my own doing in this regard. So right. Um. And I no longer have a Tumblr account either. So right. What was I gonna? I was gonna 
say something uh, while I'm trying to remember. Going back to the previous story, Tiffany says, from a younger generation, generations, from a younger gen, we don't use grammar in younger generations, apparently. Um, or cursive. Yeah. <laughs> from a younger generations, whatever that means, the reason why this could could perceived as viral. Anyway, <laughs> the reason why this could be, be perceived? perceived as viral is to see what they can get away with, put themselves into the shoes of someone they perceive to be cooler than themselves. I don't condone this, FYI. I just know it's probably not thought through, but emotional. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, an emotional validation. Yeah. You know, to see the reaction of their date in that regard. But there's always this thing about... Uh, if it's emotional, it's condoned, or it's okay, or it's moral. And uh, despite what people think, emotions can be controlled. Like, it's you know. But I'm not supposed to live my life based off of my emotional roller coaster. I know I'm gaslighting you. Um, <laughs> let's see. Adam Kunkel says, "Do people wrestle with companies or brands they like who are outspoken about their views socially or politically that clash with their own individual views?" I think he was referring to the Carhartt. Yeah, mandate. yeah, 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 yeah. So back to Carhartt, yeah. Uh, well, let's read that again with Carhartt in mind. Do people wrestle with companies or brands they like who are outspoken about their views socially or politically that clash with their own individual views? What do we think about this? Is this um, – it, it seems to be a truism of our day, and here we go back to canceling a company, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It seems to be a truism of our day that we are – ultra sensitive about where a company is coming from on in, in the in the um, non-operational aspect of it um, even down to the politics of the owners right here there is there is a operational aspect that they're saying they're gonna right. mandate their employees but that being said are we overly sensitive to that and is it right for us as Christians is it right for us to um, you know, go against companies that we don't like what they're doing when what they're doing isn't who they are. So, for instance, a company that supports um, abortion, like gives money to Planned Parenthood, for instance, but they make, I don't know, popsicles. I don't know why I said popsicles. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, you know what I mean? Like, is that is that the right use of our um, angst? Well, I think uh – I, I don't know necessarily about rallying against the those companies, but you know if you don't wish to support them because of who they support, then there's I mean there's numerous other sources for uh, popsicles, Josh. Yes. Well, so I wonder, I wonder if that is I, that's definitely how American commerce works. just thinking this ties back to the start of the hour mm -hmm. with Neil Young and Spotify. Right. No, it does. It does tie back to it. Uh, Adam Kunkel says, do people wrestle with companies? Oh, wait, he already said this. He says, do we draw a line somewhere? When do we stop supporting? I asked that exact hypothetical the other day, Josh. Do we have a moral obligation to draw a line somewhere? That That is a question. Where do we stop the where do we stop the line especially because there's nothing that is true there's a domino effect of things 
Um, so yeah, like is there a biblical principle that we can pull out here that allows us to still buy from this? This one's like a popular one, uh, but still buy from say Walmart when we don't like some of their business practices. Well, I I mean, there's been movements um, to to boycott Walmart, right? Ju- just like Target, That's because why I bring of the it way up. the way that they you know uh, treat their their workers, the number of hours worked, uh, specifically to keep them as part-time versus full-time and that type of thing right um but when you look at the way that those companies do business versus the way that other companies do business you see these exact same um principles being applied so um at what point do you as a as a christian as a consumer uh what point do you either resign yourself that you are not going to be able to force your worldview on the world um and and do your best to partake of it in in a in a proper way you know what right. is that proper way right yeah that is the question uh i think i think that we can go back to the biblical passage about meat sacrifice to idols i know that there's a lot of context that needs to be given there um but let's see how do i break that down so it's not too Ready to get into. Um, so it's First Corinthians, chapter eight, and it is just talking about there. There were people who, in Corinth, which was a place they had, th- there was a lot of idol worship, and in the idol worship practices, there was oftentimes meat that was used, and the early Christians knew that 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 idols weren't really gods but some of them there some of them were okay with eating this food because idols aren't really gods and then some of them were like well it doesn't matter because it came from the worship of another god so you're like bad for doing that that's the long and short of it and what paul comes down to is he has the freedom to eat that meat if he wants to and there's no moral issue behind it but if it stumbles another believer Specifically, what that means is if it causes another believer to question their faith, then he would rather not eat meat at all. So would you say that this could be applied to the Carhartt vaccination or to Walmart or so on and so forth? I I think that uh, there are principles that can be applied to that. Obviously, if you're um, if you're going to take the importance of meat and the it's being offered to idols and the the spiritual implications that some might infer from that um that's just as much a moral decision as do i participate in shopping at you know this store do i buy these products from this person because of their stance that i may not agree with um their their particular worldview i think the the big issue is that we've uh, relaxed ourselves so much that we've become nothing but consumers and at a, at a certain point you lose control of where those consumables come from yeah and that's you know how how exactly is it that you're going to replace those if you do take that moral stand which is your right to do if you are convicted that that you shouldn't do that then don't do that but uh, you know you're gonna going to be hurting unless you you uh, change where it is that those things that you need come from right all right one more topic 
and then we'll move to the next thing before we get to close. We're almost at the end of the hour here, so one more topic. Here we go. Uh, so there's this guy, Tulsa Pastor. So he's a pastor in Tulsa. Where's Tulsa? Oklahoma. There you go. Okay, so Tulsa, Oklahoma pastor, whose name's Mike Todd. He trends on Twitter. Again, on Twitter. Anyway, um, after rubbing spit on a congregation member's face and eyes. So let's see. Is it? No, that's not it. No, it's just pictures. Okay. Well, he did. <laughs> I don't have a video for it. Let's see. But I truly understand now why the elders used to frequently tell us that we're in the last days. Let's see. Today on Twitter, many woke up to see an interesting video circulating Twitter. A pastor from Tulsa who spat in his hand and then rubbed it onto a churchgoer's eyes, face, and mouth. This pastor is Michael Todd, who later apologized and claimed he was trying to explain the story he was teaching by doing something literal. However, many were still upset with this video as it was gross <laughs> and even more dangerous to do than usual as it occurred during a pandemic as Omicron cases are still surging. In the video, Todd seems to play up the grossness of the video by hacking and coughing before he spit into his hand. When the crowd complains, he says that the response of the people are how people in your life will react when God is doing what it takes. Still, many were not thrilled and felt as if the pastor seemed to only care about going viral and not actually preaching a message. This is not the first time Todd has done this, as he pressed mud to the same person's face in a message about things getting too messy. Many wondered why some in the congregation would continue to go. However, since it was the same man being used in both videos, it might be something already agreed on. Either way, the spitting seemed to be too much for people. Even Pastor Todd today, he posted on Instagram about his video and apologizes, saying that he went too far. He notes that it was a distraction from what he was trying to do, which was to portray the message in the Bible. But he ended up going too far, which he realizes, uh, and he really wants to help people. So there you go. Um, why? Like, I don't, is he, it doesn't talk about it. Is he trying to illustrate the, like, how Christ, like, made, used mud, for instance? I well, I mean, that's the first thing that came to my mind was, yeah. you know, Christ healing the blind man by, you know, spitting, spitting into, into the, dirt into and the mud. Yeah. And making mud right. and rubbing it on his eyes. But it sounds like he was uh, trying to emphasize how messy th things may get when God is trying to bless you and, and you're working through life. It, it sounds like it was just an illustration. Yeah. It wasn't a demonstration of his faith or God's power. Um, yeah, and th that seems like a dangerous place to go. James and I have thought of several <laughs> – we've thought of several ideas of ways in which we could demonstrate things, especially during Easter services. Right. <laughs> um, that we are – We've we've already decided that it would not be wise for us to do some of these things, um, just because of, of right. interactions. It would be a distraction. We've decided. Right. Well, I'll just give you an idea of what, like, one of the things that we had thought, you know, could make sense. We were trying to demonstrate. Uh, I think it was the the cross. We were trying to demonstrate the cross on on Resurrection Sunday and how like how death affects people and so we had this idea of actually pulling out a gun and like feigning somebody being shot and then a lot and then having them resurrect like later on <laughs> but obviously for so many reasons that is a bad idea and i'm thankful that in our immaturity like god protected us so on some level i i protected us from ourselves 
Um, on some level, I understand where this guy's coming from. As a pastor, you are constantly trying to get people to to understand things, and to do that in an extreme way is is how things stick in people's minds. Well, I mean, that's the whole that's the whole concept behind these viral videos, right? Right. These moments stuck in people's mind, even if they're completely ridiculous, but it 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 cements itself. Right. Right. So the question, but the question is always going to be: Is this is this really useful? Not not is it useful to to get people's attention? Is it useful to drive a point home so that it sits in people's memories and they can use it? And we ultimately came to the conclusion with many things, not just this one thing we talked about, but with many things that 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 wouldn't make sense. My suggestion to this to this pastor is that maybe he needs to have a multitude of counselors, right, before he decides to. Um, come across things is the is the illustration going to detract from right. what it is that i'm trying to get across right because james and i we are in an eldership with you know with pastor adam and pastor colin i don't know if he's ever been on any of these podcasts he's but he's like guest starred sometimes has he starred is that the right guest hosted guest hosted. um uh we are in an eldership so when i i'm a very uh i have lots of ideas creative <laughs> yes i'm a creative when i say Hey, we should shoot somebody to illustrate death, <laughs> uh, and then you know, Pastor James says, eh, no. "That's probably not a good idea." Right. You know, that's pretty. That's helpful for me. So that's that's what I would say. I understand, w at least giving him the benefit of the doubt. I understand where he's coming from. Probably not the best idea. Um, so anyway, uh, okay. I'm looking at the comments. This just in says Adam, an entire congregation contracts COVID and then blames God. Uh, that's funny, and that's exactly what would happen. Um, all right. So that said, that's pretty much our show for today. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna wrap up here just by saying that um, we are back on the air with season five. There's truth time on Tuesdays. This show is it's once a month, right? Once a month uh, for the major show, yeah. Yeah, so we're we're looking to do some smaller things. Um, so pay attention to this channel, and we should be posting some smaller videos, maybe some movie reviews, uh, things like that. But for the big show, it's going to be this uh, once a month, and um, you can always check out our sermons. Uh, they are weekly, and I think that's about it, right? As far as I know. All right, so we'll see you next month. Cue the music. The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of Relay Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. <laughs>